Chapter Fifty Six. As we near the end, misleading messages will be accepted by many. Test everything before it shall be presented to the flock of God. In messages that profess to be from heaven, expressions will be made that are misleading, and if the influence of these things be accepted, it will lead to exaggerated movements, plans, and devising that will bring in the very things that Satan would have current. A strange spirit, an unclean spirit, under the garments of sanctity, a strong spirit to overbear everything. Fanaticism will come in, and will so mingle and interweave itself with the workings of the spirit of God, that many will accept it all as from God, and will be deceived and misled thereby. There are strong statements often made by our brethren who bear the message of mercy and warning to our world. That would be better repressed. Let not one word be expressed to stir up the spirit of retaliation in opposers of the truth. Let nothing be done to arouse the dragon-like spirit, for it will reveal itself soon enough, and in all its dragon character against those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. Confronted by our carelessly spoken words, the time will come. When we shall be called to stand before kings and rulers, magistrates and powers, in vindication of the truth, then it will be a surprise to those witnesses to learn that their positions, their words, their very impressions made in a careless manner or thoughtless way, when attacking error or advancing truth, expressions that they had not thought would be remembered, will be reproduced, and they will be confronted with them. And their enemies will have the advantage, putting their own construction on these words that were spoken unadvisedly. How Satan will work to deceive! Many things intended to deceive us will come, bearing some of the marks of truth. Just as soon as these shall be set forth as the great power of God, Satan is all ready to weave in that which he has prepared to lead souls from the truth for this time. Some will accept and promulgate the error, and when the reproof comes that will place matters in the true light, those who have had little experience and who are ignorant of the oft-repeated workings of Satan will cast away with the rubbish of error that which has been before them as truth. Thus, the light and warnings which God gives for this time will be made of no effect. False messages will be charged upon Ellen White. Every conceivable message is coming to counterfeit the work of God, and always bearing the inscription of truth upon its banner. And those who are prepared for anything new and sensational will handle these things in such a manner that our enemies will charge all that is inconsistent and overdone upon Mrs. E. G. White, the prophetess. There will be counterfeit messages coming from persons in all directions. One after another will rise up. Appearing to be inspired, when they have not the inspiration of heaven, but are under the deception of the enemy, all who receive their messages will be led astray. Then let us walk carefully, and not open wide the door for the enemy to enter through impressions, dreams, and visions. God help us to look in faith to Jesus, and be guided by the words He has spoken. Letter sixty-six, eighteen ninety-four. Steadfastness, but no defiance.
we are to fix the eye of faith steadfastly upon Jesus. When the days come, as they surely will, in which the law of God is made void, the zeal of the true and loyal should rise with the emergency, and should be the more warm and decided, and their testimony should be the more positive and unflinching. But we are to do nothing in a defiant spirit, and we shall not if our hearts are fully surrendered to God. Satan's Wrath Against the Three Angels' Messages The third angel is represented as flying in the midst of heaven, symbolizing the work of those who proclaim the first, second, and third angels' messages. All are linked together. The evidences of the abiding, ever-living truth of these grand messages that mean so much to us, that have awakened such intense opposition from the religious world, are not extinct. Satan is constantly seeking to cast his hellish shadow about these messages, so that the remnant people of God shall not clearly discern their import, their time and place. But they live and are to exert their power upon our religious experience while time shall last. The Revelator says, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. Revelation 18, 1 and 2. This is the same message that was given by the second angel. Babylon is fallen, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Chapter 14, verse 8. What is that wine? Her false doctrines. She has given to the world a false Sabbath instead of the Sabbath of the fourth commandment, and has repeated the lie Satan first told to Eve in Eden, the natural immortality of the soul. Many kindred errors she has spread far and wide, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Two distinct calls to the churches. When Jesus began his public ministry, he cleansed the temple from its sacrilegious profanation. Almost the last act of his ministry was to cleanse the temple again. So in the last work for the warning of the world, two distinct calls are made to the churches. The second angel's message and the voice heard in heaven, Come out of her, my people, for her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Revelation 18, 4 and 5. As God called the children of Israel out of Egypt, that they might keep his Sabbath, so he calls his people out of Babylon, that they may not worship the beast nor his image. The man of sin, who thought to change times and laws, has exalted himself above God by presenting this spurious Sabbath to the world. The Christian world has accepted this child of the papacy, and cradled and nourished it, thus defying God by removing his memorial and setting up a rival Sabbath. A more decided effort to exalt Sunday. After the truth has been proclaimed as a witness to all nations, at a time when every conceivable power of evil is set in operation, when minds are confused by the many voices crying, Lo, here is Christ, lo, he is there. This is truth. I have a message from God. He has sent me with great light, and there is a removing of the landmarks and an attempt to tear down the pillars of our faith, then a more decided effort is made to exalt the false Sabbath 
and to cast contempt upon God himself by supplanting the day he has blessed and sanctified. While Satan works, the angel of Revelation 18 proclaims his message. This false Sabbath is to be enforced by an oppressive law. Satan and his angels are wide awake and intensely active, working with energy and perseverance through human instrumentalities to bring about his purpose of obliterating the knowledge of God. While Satan is working with his lying wonders, the time has come that was foretold in the Revelation, when the mighty angel that shall lighten the earth with his glory will proclaim the fall of Babylon and call upon God's people to forsake her. Repairers of the Breach As the end approaches, the testimonies of God's servants will become more decided and more powerful, flashing the light of truth upon the systems of error and oppression that have so long held the supremacy. The Lord has sent us messages for this time to establish Christianity upon an eternal basis. And all who believe present truth must stand, not in their own wisdom, but in God, and raise up the foundation of many generations. These will be registered in the books of heaven as repairers of the breach, the restorers of paths to dwell in. We are to maintain the truth because it is truth, in the face of the bitterest opposition. Temptations will come upon us. Iniquity abounds where you least expect it. Dark chapters will open that are most terrible to weigh down the soul, but we need not fail nor be discouraged while we know that the bow of promise is above the throne of God. We shall be subject to heavy trials, opposition, bereavement, affliction. But we know that Jesus passed through all these. These experiences are valuable to us. The advantages are not by any means confined to this short life. They reach into eternal ages. As we near the close of this earth's history, we advance more and more rapidly in Christian growth, or we retrograde just as decidedly. Letter 1F, 1890. Backsliding SDAs unite with unbelievers. Satan is Christ's personal enemy. Long has he deceived mankind, and great is his power over the human family, and his rage against the people of God increases as he finds that the knowledge of God's requirements is extending to all parts of the world, and that the light of present truth is shining to those who have long sat in darkness. The word of God is to be our defense when Satan works with such lying wonders that if it were possible, he would deceive the very elect. It is then that those who have not stood firmly for the truth will unite with the unbelieving who love and make a lie. When these wonders are performed, when the sick are healed and other marvels are wrought, they will be deceived. Are we prepared for the perilous times that are right upon us? Or are we standing where we will fall an easy prey to the wiles of the devil? Manuscript 81, 1908. A Science of the Devil What is soon coming upon us? Seducing spirits are coming in. If God has ever spoken by me, you will before long hear of a wonderful science, a science of the devil, 
its aim will be to make of no account God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Satan will exalt this false science, and through them Satan will seek to make void the law of God. Great miracles will be performed in the sight of men in behalf of this wonderful science. Letter 48, 1907 The time of apostasy is here. The end of all things is near at hand. The signs are rapidly fulfilling, yet it would seem that but few realize that the day of the Lord is coming swiftly, silently, as a thief in the night. Many are saying, peace and safety. Unless they are watching and waiting for their Lord, they will be taken as in a snare. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. 1 Timothy 4.1 The time of apostasy is here. Every conceivable effort will be made to throw doubt upon the positions that we have occupied for over half a century. Fire from heaven. Those who look for miracles as a sign of divine guidance are in grave danger of deception. It is stated in the word that the enemy will work through his agents who have departed from the faith, and they will seemingly work miracles, even to the bringing down of fire out of heaven in the sight of men. By means of lying wonders, Satan would deceive, if possible, the very elect. Letter 410, 1907. Angels will hold four winds until after sealing. Angels are holding the four winds, represented as an angry horse seeking to break loose and rush over the face of the whole earth, bearing destruction and death in its path. I tell you in the name of the Lord God of Israel, that all injurious, discouraging influences are held in control by unseen angel hands until everyone that works in the fear and love of God is sealed in his forehead. Letter 138, 1897. Satan and his angels mingle with apostles. Satan and his angels will appear on this earth as men and will mingle with those of whom God's word says, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. 1 Timothy 4.1, letter 147, 1903. The Work of Independent Teachers From that which the Lord has been pleased to show me, there will arise just such ones all along, and many more of them claiming to have new light, which is a side issue, an entering wedge. The widening will increase until there is a breach made between those who accept these views and those who believe the third angel's message. Compilers note, this concerns certain views on the prophecies held by Brother D, referred to in Testimonies, Volume 5, pages 289 to 297, his negative position on the spirit of prophecy and his position of impaired confidence in general conference leadership. Just as soon as these new ideas are accepted, then there will be a drawing away from those whom God has used in this work, for the mind begins to doubt and withdraw from the leaders, because God has laid them aside and chosen more humble men to do His work. This is the only interpretation they can give to this matter, as the leaders do not see this important light. 
God is raising up a class to give the loud cry of the third angel's message. It is Satan's objective now to get up new theories to divert the mind from the true work and genuine message for this time. He stirs up minds to give false interpretation of Scripture, a spurious loud cry that the real message may not have its effect when it does come. This is one of the greatest evidences that the loud cry will soon be heard and the earth will be lightened with the glory of God. Letter 20, 1884 Evil angels in the form of believers will work in our ranks. I have been shown that evil angels in the form of believers will work in our ranks to bring in a strong spirit of unbelief. Let not even this discourage you, but bring a true heart to the help of the Lord against the powers of satanic agencies. These powers of evil will assemble in our meetings, not to receive a blessing, but to counterwork the influences of the Spirit of God. Take up no remark that they may make, but repeat the rich promises of God, which are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. We are never to catch up the words that human lips may speak to confirm the evil angels in their work, but we should repeat the words of Christ. Christ was the instructor in the assemblies of these angels before they fell from their high estate. Letter 46, 1909. We have great and solemn truths to give to the world, and they are to be proclaimed in no hesitating, limping style. The trumpet is to give a certain sound. Some will come to hear the strange message out of curiosity. Others, with a longing to receive true knowledge, asking the question, What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Mark 10:17. Thus men came to Christ, and mingling with his hearers were evil angels in the form of men, making their suggestions, criticizing, misapplying, and misinterpreting the Savior's words. In this time, evil angels in the form of men will talk with those who know the truth. They will misinterpret and misconstrue the statements of the messengers of God. Have Seventh-day Adventists forgotten the warning given in the sixth chapter of Ephesians? We are engaged in a warfare against the hosts of darkness. Unless we follow our leader closely, Satan will obtain the victory over us. Letter 140, 1903. Apostasies that will surprise us. We shall in the future, as we have in the past, see all kinds of character develop. We shall witness the apostasy of men in whom we have had confidence, in whom we trusted, who we supposed were as true as steel to principle. Something comes to test them, and they are overthrown. If such men fall, some say, whom can we trust? This is the temptation Satan brings to destroy the confidence of those who are striving to walk in the narrow way. Those who fall have evidently corrupted their way before the Lord, and they are beacons of warning, teaching those who profess to believe the truth that the word of God alone can keep men steadfast in the way of holiness or reclaim them from guilt. Let every soul, whatever may be his sphere of action, make sure that the truth is implanted in the heart by the power of the Spirit of God. Unless this is made certain, those who preach the word will betray holy trust. Physicians will be tempted and make shipwreck of their faith. 
lawyers, judges, senators will become corrupted, and yielding to bribery, will allow themselves to be bought and sold. Manuscript 154, 1898. Apostates will use hypnotism. The time has come when even in the church and in our institutions, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. But God will keep that which is committed to him. Let us draw near to him, that he may draw near to us. Let us bear a plain, clear testimony right to the point that hypnotism is being used by those who have departed from the faith and that we are not to link with them. Through those who depart from the faith, the power of the enemy will be exercised to lead others astray. Letter 237, 1904. Unify, unify. The last great conflict is before us, but help is to come to all who love God and obey His law, and the earth, the whole earth, is to be lighted with the glory of God. Another angel is to come down from heaven. This angel represents the giving of the loud cry, which is to come from those who are preparing to cry mightily with a strong voice. Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Revelation 18, 1 and 2. We have a testing message to give, and I am instructed to say to our people, unify, unify. But we are not to unify with those who are departing from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. With our hearts sweet and kind and true, we are to go forth to proclaim the message, giving no heed to those who lead away from the truth. Manuscript 31, 1906.